0: This week on the podcast, talking about how Instagram just launched donation stickers and what that means and how to use them. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is going to be a short one. We have some interesting news that just came out uh, May 1st, and I've brought on our very own Olivia, uh, head of our content and general All Things Writing and Smartness, uh, to join me.
1: All Things Writing and Smartness, that is that is my title here okay. at Whole Wales. <laughs>
0: All right, Olivia, so what happened on May 1st that made George just jam up our Slack channels and feverishly start writing on our website?
1: Apart from all the NSYNC references, uh, it was that Instagram has now uh, released a few new updates uh, alongside Facebook, and the big one being that you can now donate to nonprofits using stickers in Instagram stories, which is a sentence I never thought I would say.
0: Yeah, I think it's a sentence that frankly makes no sense if you were to say it like two years ago, which is wild because it may be a very big thing. It is following suit with Facebook proper that allows uh, transaction-free, meaning that Facebook covers those donations uh, 100% with regard to the credit card processing fees on platform for registered 501c3 nonprofits that have a page registered, verified, and Then if you have an Instagram account, if that Instagram account is connected to that Facebook uh, business page, if that Facebook uh, profile page is connected to your Instagram business uh, profile, uh, you can now, I know it seems like a lot of steps, but you can now receive uh, donations and show up in the donation stickers for stories Uh, I mean, Olivia, for for those of us being like, what on earth is that? Uh, Can you explain what an Instagram story is and what a sticker is?
1: Yeah, it still sounds like a lot of, you know, the verbal equivalent of Monopoly money. Breaking this down, an Instagram story is the short form content that people can post on Instagram and it will disappear after 24 hours. So, this is Instagram's response to Snapchat, which was uh, basically built entirely around this principle that you would post a photo or post a short video, your friends could see it, but only for a day, and then it disappears forever and always. Instagram incorporates this a few years ago, and they are prioritizing it where when you sign into the app, the first thing you see are the friends that you follow who have posted stories. Uh, You can get a little bit more metrics on these stories than you can from your normal posts. You can see exactly who has seen your stories. You can also see not the specific people who have either clicked out of it or closed the stories portion on one of your posts, but you can see how many in aggregate have done those things. So you get a little bit more engagement metrics than we normally get from Instagram, which of all the major social media platforms, is the one that gives us the least data to work with. That's a story.
0: Yeah. So in a pointless metaphor, you could say that Instagram stories are kind of like Cinderella's pumpkin that turns into a carriage, but after, you know, stroke of midnight disappears, yet for some reason, the slipper still exists. So the slipper, right, is the Instagram post, which lasts forever. Again, huge hole in that narrative.
1: That there's a lot to do, uh, but I give you a lot of points
0: for points for trying it
1: together. Points for trying. Points for trying.
0: For trying. And, Brilliant. So and you now know what? we're it's
1: something we yeah.
0: <laughs> now we're in this <laughs> ecosystem where people have a marginally better understanding, but you're probably using Instagram, and I think there's huge upside to at least setting this up and making sure you show up because one of the things when I was playing with it and as I've seen so far is that it's. Uh, another search economy. And what I mean by this, as soon as somebody hits to add this fun little sticker, right, you can add a wow, lol, whatever, sparkles, and there's a little sticker that says donate. Once you slide that on top of your story, uh, what happens is it then asks you to select a charity, and it defaults by showing you the organizations you follow. So I, George, followed, for instance, uh, you know, groups like do something.org. And I select that. Uh, below what the uh, search shows me for what I followed is just a long, long, long list of a whole bunch of nonprofits ordered in some sort of order that is not truly clear to me, but an open field for search. So, what is interesting to me here is that, unlike in some respects, they're like, all right, we have a donate button on our site, this is more about having people. Really create these for you as opposed to like uh, the strategy that your nonprofit should now be posting every one of your uh, stories with a a donate to us on it. And I think it's more about the crowd fundraising angle. Uh, What are your thoughts on this?
1: I think the first thing, first of all, we have to talk about what an Instagram sticker is uh, because going through a story is enough, but then the stickers are uh, one of the graphic elements that you can layer onto your stories. Uh, Again, this comes out of Snapchat, even also has a little bit of that DIY aesthetic that uh, MySpace used to have back in 2005, 2006. And very quickly, brands were able to co-opt their own stickers, offering stickers based on geolocation, which is why uh, most people are able to say where they are uh, located while posting their story, or even tagging a uh, a brand where, you know, if they're at, say, uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, they can tag the Met while they're at the Met, posting a story from the Met. So uh, stickers are not just this little piece of flair, but also a way of letting brands know that you are interacting with them. And it's also a way of connecting with other people. So I remember the first time I used a sticker, it was while I was flying from JFK to LAX. And I just happened to use a sticker on a story I was posting while on the plane. And I got so many views from people I had never interacted with before who were just following that particular story. We can look at stories not only as user-based, but also these sort of content vertical bases. That's one aspect of the sticker. And to your point, this is also a way of, for nonprofits, starting to meet their users where they are and uh, show up there versus expecting their users to come back to their site. Because we know, especially with these social media programs and platforms, that they do not want people to leave their site. They will prioritize any media That keeps users on site versus off, which is why an uploaded video to Facebook does much better than a link out to a YouTube video. So if we're doing this, if this is the ecosystem that we live in with social media, and we also are dealing with Facebook, which owns both Facebook, obviously, and Instagram, and they're trying to position themselves as a force for good, especially around so much negative press in the last few years, especially around the U.S. election. Becoming an advocate for the nonprofits that are using Facebook to cultivate fans and allowing them to cultivate donors, no longer charging any transaction fees following Giving Tuesday 2017, Uh, offering this now in addition to the Facebook donate button, these are steps that it's taking to very concretely uh, rehabilitate its image and also benefit nonprofits and also tap into understanding the nonprofits that its users follow. The fact that you will have a donate sticker on an Instagram story prioritize the nonprofits you follow is just one extra level of, I don't even know if it's permission marketing or if it's some sort of backdoor permission, but uh, it's interesting either
0: way. Yeah, I think it's a more peer-to-peer environment and medium for that to happen. One thing I want to walk back, though, is they are certainly increasing donations, not necessarily donors. In my mind, a donor is somebody to the point of permission that you have the ability to reach back out to. They're in your database. You can message them. And one of the things that has frustrated me in many, uh, I think, nonprofits um, about the Facebook donate and certainly this is that Your donors are are floating out there, right? They've given you money and like, look, the money's still green. By all means, go get it. Uh, I think that what we'll sort of shift to in a second here are some tactics for using it. But I want to speak honestly about what it is and what it isn't. And frankly, you're not getting necessarily ongoing relationships, but you're creating a fun way uh, to have your audience create these peer-to-peer fundraisers, quick, small asks of, uh, of their audience. And it's, it's going to be a bit more of a decentralized approach to fundraising where you potentially hand out the raw ingredients, the the challenge, uh, the idea, but they run with it. Uh, and this is a perfect medium for that. I also want to note one thing that I think is, is of note, that when and if uh, you move from an individually uh, indexed, Instagram account to a business profile, which you must have. It must be a business, uh, officially business profile listed uh, page, uh, Instagram account, I should say. Uh, When you do that, uh, what we have seen is that there's going to be a drop in your engagement. What Facebook is doing is the same thing it did with Facebook pages. If you were on Facebook seven years ago, your organic reach was far higher. And over time, they have reduced it. Pretty like pretty regularly and significantly, where now you're in this range of five percent or less in terms of organic posts, depending on who, how, what you're doing. The same thing is going to happen on Instagram. So, if you are making this transition and suddenly you're like, "Oh, yeah, let's just make it a business profile." The caveat is, the caveat is that you will lose general, uh, you will lose general organic reach. Uh, One tactic that you may want to try is having a sort of fun profile, like an individual account profile, and then a business profile for your organization. Again, this is a tactic, it is so freaking new right now that I don't have any data to back it up. But consider that if you just need a listing and a recipient of a donation, it could be your donate profile, which simply exists to collect money and won't necessarily take. Uh, that hit on your main account. If you are a heavy Instagram strategy organization, I would I would carefully consider that business profile if you haven't flipped it on. Uh, before just willing, willing, nilly doing that, versus creating an account that is associated with uh, with the donation element and making that clear in your strategy. So that is a big that's a big thing to consider before if you're a social media manager before you go uh, flipping buttons that haven't been flipped.
1: Well, I think you bring up two interesting points here, George, and I think it actually dovetails with the other the other topic we were going to talk about today. Um, so a couple of things here. If you are a nonprofit that has a really smart way of uh, playing around with something like the Instagram sticker, donate strategy, if you have an idea that really kind of takes it to the next level, it's great to fundraise, but it's also going to be a great way of distinguishing yourself in the marketplace. So the World Wildlife Fund did this a couple of years ago with a campaign on Snapchat called Last Selfie. Uh, The ephemeral nature of Snapchat, not normally what we would think about as a marketing campaign, especially for a nonprofit where you're asking people to donate money in exchange for a placebo. But what they did was uh, use the last selfie as a way of sharing some of their great images of animals, saying, don't let this be my hashtag last selfie. And what they did from there was Uh, Something very counterintuitive for social media, they encouraged users to screenshot the post and share it to Twitter. So dovetails very nicely the ephemeral nature of Snapchat with the urgency of endangered species. Uh, They were able to track how many users screenshot their Snapchat posts, because that's a metric you can track in Snapchat. And then they could see that conversion rate from people who took screenshots to people who posted to Twitter. Now, we're talking about two platforms that are not Instagram. The upshot of all of this was that in one week, 120 million users on Twitter saw related tweets to the last selfie campaign. That is 50% of all active Twitter users. In one week, 120 million users on Twitter saw related tweets. That's 50% of all active Twitter users seen tweets related to this nonprofit campaign. In three days, the World Wildlife Fund reached their monthly donation target, funded by this campaign. But really, beyond that, it sticks around because it's such a memorable campaign. On the other side, to your point, George, about having these two accounts, uh, one organization to look at, again, not an Instagram account, but on Twitter, Human Rights Watch does this. They have baked uh, this into their digital publishing strategy uh, by encouraging their senior management, their staff, all of their team members to actively post on their Twitter accounts as well, knowing that uh, these personal accounts are going to get, uh, even on something like Twitter, get more mileage than a branded account. So in the early days of Twitter, their executive director, Ken Roth, was an early adopter. He's still active. Uh, you see a lot of different members of their team tweeting. And it, set, it helps, as you mentioned, to augment the overall presence. And I think this may be where we see uh, organizations start to go with Instagram as well.
0: Yeah, it's such a it's such a, an important point. I'm actually going to go update our article. We've got an article that has uh, a, a clear guide on how to do this uh, on our site, and you'll see that uh, in this episode. But I mean, we should. I'm going to force the issue. Wholewell.com/instagram. That will take you to something smart. How about that, Olivia? Uh, now all I have right. to
1: go do something smart. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, So let's talk about some more ideas because here's what I think is going to happen. There's going to be a ton of experimentation and there's going to be some summer idea. You can quote me. There's going to be some summer idea that takes off. Some organization is going to come up with a, a ready made play. Uh, I love the Unselfie in general format where people are holding up a reason why they care about a cause. And if there were now a donate button, imagine when Unselfie was really getting and coming into its own. If there were donate buttons, frictionless environment for people to click and donate, like, wouldn't that be delightful uh, in that type of movement? Uh, Another one is to ride on existing hashtags and try to causify them. So, uh the for instance, hashtag pugs of Instagram will bring you to a delightful list of pugs uh, showcased on Instagram. So uh, in those ecosystems, what you may be able to do is consider uh, how these pugs could maybe be pugs for a purpose for your fill in the blank animal uh, philanthropy uh, work. What other ideas do you have, Olivia?
1: Yeah, well, just dovetailing with that and just keeping the animal metaphors coming, uh, shout out to our friends at the Lung Cancer Foundation of America for their hashtag Cats Against Lung Cancer campaign. August will also be World Cat Day. Beyond that, taking a look at what the cause-related or even the non-cause-related holidays that are coming up this summer, particularly the ones that are going to do well with hashtags. So we actually have Our own complete list of those for both spring and summer uh, at wholewhale.com forward slash tips, and both will be pretty close to the top as you listen to this. Also consider the summer blockbuster space when we are starting to see all of the action movies come out and seeing how you can ask your supporters to be a superhero for your own cause. I know that we're right now in the middle of Avengers. Uh, I'm sure that hashtag, are...
0: hashtag endgame for good endgame for good hashtag <laughs> endgame for good.
1: This is a free idea for someone to take and run with.
0: Oh my god, there's so many free ideas. Uh, okay, another one is to consider how you maybe use a couple stickers together or location based. So what Olivia was talking about with regard to museums or the JFK, as soon as you tag it uh, with a location, right, with through a sticker, you said. So what if there is a location bound for your park or your local uh, piece, so someone's walking by the library, and by the way, you're on Insta, uh, you're more likely or potentially likely to then see something come up in a story feed, so uh, doing that uh, as a location bound donation, being like, hey, help your backyard, uh, might be an option. Uh, No matter what you're doing, though, I'm gonna come back to making sure that your audience have the raw ingredients necessary to take uh, take your idea and run with it. And this is like, look, copy our site. Copy the how-to and just fill in your uh, information on what people need to do. You take some screenshots so people understand the process and give them a couple looks of success so it looks like some people have already done it. Uh, and that'll uh, maybe seed uh, it a bit more and give people a guide on what you want. Uh, don't swap out your donation page, but make it a, an extra fun Uh, Page that you can refer people to from your Instagram, even.
1: At wholewhale.com forward slash summer, uh, George, you have a piece uh, with over 33 ideas for summer fundraising strategies. And this could be a fun one to play around with. Uh, On the 4th of July, you gave an idea, George, where it was pretty IRL, where 4th of July, big barbecue holiday, same with Memorial Day, which is coming up even sooner. Uh, and the idea of having your supporters put a tip jar out on their tables as they are grilling up their burgers and their tofu dogs. But what if this were something for these holidays that you may get a virtual tip jar in your Instagram stories? Holidays are 24-hour engagements, uh, and you can also co-opt stickers uh, for these uh, for these holidays and hashtags for these holidays. So if it, it is a story that your supporter is posting, with their uh, with their barbecue grill set up and a sticker for donating to your cause, that is a virtual tip jar, and mm. it's a pretty easy thing for you to do because all you have to do is give them a quick one pager of what to do, email that out to your list, and uh, yeah, see what happens. This is also a great build up. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I'm just so excited uh, because your point is so well taken that if you're having any walkathon, any sort of event where, I don't know, it's like a barbecue for good or uh, for some reason I think rosé all day would make a great event, anytime you've got people in a space, so let's say it's your national campaign day of whatever and people are gathered, if you had a quick sort of guide on a card, whatever you're handing out, uh, or even messaging at the event saying, hey, make this a story that matters and post it. To your stories, take some sort of action event while here, and use a quick video to explain why, right? Because stories can be videos. Take a quick video why you are here, and put a donation ask out there on behalf of the organization. And uh, let's see if we can involve more people. So, uh, I love that as that sort of tip jar, cyber tip jar, bringing people there, telling the story where it is, when it is.
1: Make this a story that matters. I think that should be. I that is a free rallying cry for all nonprofits to uh, Uh, use to mobilize users.
0: Olivia, I feel like we're giving away all of the things, which makes this a good podcast. Okay, we have gone on long enough, so I'm going to give Olivia a final thought.
1: I think the final thought is that with all things social media, there is no final thought. Have fun with this, but don't put too much stock into it because Facebook could turn it all off tomorrow. In tandem with that, also consider this to be sort of a testing ground to ramp up your end of year and Giving Tuesday, especially your unselfie strategy.
0: My final thought here is always remember that tactics are temporary. Uh, The overall strategy requires a longer view. Consider the point about uh, the business profile very carefully. And uh, when you do it, uh, I would probably recommend that you, you create that separate business profile that simply serves as a listing and acknowledge that so you know talk to your doctor results may vary but uh, i think there's some easy money to be made i thank you olivia for sharing your thoughts and and tolerating my nonsense
1: hey george can i ask you one more question please when are we going to put out a guide to fundraising on friendster
0: And on that note, uh, you can find resources for uh, this episode at wholewhale.com slash podcast. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast. And consider following us on Twitter at wholewhale. And thanks for joining us. Thanks as always. Greg Thomas, music.org. You're awesome. Your tunes are great. Thanks, Greg. Also, if you have a minute, find us on iTunes or whatever you're listening on right now. Give us a quick rating. Don't worry. I'll wait.